that's it. And then we just have a nice casual conversation. Sarah. Casual. Uh, super casual. This is super casual. Uh, Sarah, you were telling me about your 90s inspired outfit. Yes. Yeah, so as I wanted I watched, to do that. As I watched the film, I was paying attention to the costumes and I was like, what articles of clothing do I have that kind of resembles this? And so there were lots, lots, lots of mesh. Mm-hmm. Yes. Lots of mesh. Lots yeah. of plaid. Yeah. Oh, so much plaid. Mm-hmm. And of course, in the not, 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 nineties there was lots of brown lipstick so I'm wearing brown lipstick oh my god you know I kind of love brown lipstick the thing is it's not that hard to wear a 90s inspired outfit right now because the right. 90s are back I feel like, like everything is back I feel like everything is kind of like 70s 80s not yeah. crop tops bell bottoms oh everything. so my I didn't do this on purpose I'm just reliving the 90s because it's back at, at, as per target so I've got my like sort of flower patterned crop top and like high high waisted wide legged green Ooh, pants nice nice i would have worn pants had i known we were theming it though oh we were no. we just i don't know why but sarah mm. like i think we're still on a kick from october where we were wearing like themed costumey kind of outfits mm-hmm. for but for also october. i have like an entire rack of like clo- clothing over over there for like pot and also stuff. behind you and behind me yeah <laughs> and there's a closet in my room that has clothes jesus yeah it's a problem so uh welcome to the feminine mistake podcast uh, i'm one of your hosts nicole i'm your other host sarah and uh today on the show we are very fortunate to have as our special guest actor audition coach creative collaborator vanessa aranegi Thank you, Vanessa, for being on the show. Thank you. This is awesome. Vanessa's never been a guest, right? No. no it's fucking crazy. It's like weird. We've known Vanessa for a very long time. We've worked on her with her on a bunch of stuff. She's Lots been in like- live shows and films. And, and like a bunch of the shorts as well. She's worked on almost everything that we've done <laughs> with Critical Crop Top, and yet this is her grand debut on this podcast. Thanks. I'm glad I was starting to think you guys hated me so much. No, we were just like, what is the perfect film? And I guess we decided it was a 90s film mm-hmm. that is basically just I an advertisement for the 90s. Um, yeah. yeah. So before we well, get into that, so this, yeah. this, this month's film, which, by the way, this will be coming out in November. So this is our November film, uh, cool. is Clueless, 1995's Clueless. But before we get into that. Oh, Sarah, you had something. No? Well, or was know. that a sneeze that, that sounded was, like the word oh, clueless? That was, a, that was not a sneeze. I actually said the word clueless and then I sniffed, but it was not a sneeze. So before we get into talking about that, uh, let's let's talk about what we've been watching. Um, Vanessa, is there anything you've been watching during these COVID times or recently that you would like to recommend? Oh, I don't know about recommending. I've uh, watched a lot of things in or the background. Not, or not recommend, even. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell I finally people watched... about. Oh, you know, I, I uh, was up with Lovecraft. Um, oh, Lovecraft Country. Was, yes. Yes. Freaking amazing. Yes. Um, which I is finally... now all done, right? So you can go yes, and watch the I whole thing. I just saw the finale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was amazing. Um, and then I finally watched the first episode of The Haunting of Bly Manor. Ooh, yeah, that is I on my list. I watched the first four episodes, but... You didn't mm-hmm. like it? 
it's not as nowhere near as good. It's like oh, the that makes characters. Sad. Like I don't care about the characters, and it's mm-hmm. like not scary. And like, yeah, you see, I'm a chicken shit, so like. No, if so you you're saw having the nightmares. Of Hill House, like, well, yeah, that was House terrifying. Was terrifying. Yes. Bl- Bly Manor on a scale of like one to ten crumbling mansions <laughs> in terms of scary is like a, a three or a four. Yes. So it's Which like, is still something I have to watch with a person. So it's not a decrepit, <laughs> you know, falling apart manner. It's like a manner that maybe just needs a new backsplash. <laughs> Well, it's a I know it's, it's this, I'm trying to put this in the language of HGTV, which I know you've also been watching a lot. No, here. it's the same. It's it's the same qual- quality of mansion. It's just the scariness. Yeah, I know. I was me- not I was as, using okay. that metaphor. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Yeah, no, but it's upkept. It's not all run down and stuff like the. Yeah. Okay. So one. it's not as scary, and it's and generally it's not, not as emotionally good. deep or profound which is i've heard a lot of people who had watched the whole thing and they were like my heart is so i don't know that's what i saw on twitter Mm -hmm. people were really deeply i'm like if i don't care about these characters by episode four like that that's not a good sign can you stop watching a show midway or do you have to finish because i have to finish i I can stop oh vanessa i am the queen of watching like the first one or two episodes and even if i like it i'm like i gotta get back to this but i'm gonna start this like i just chris and i recently just started watching Cobra Kai, which I know is fucking ah, stupid. That was great. I watched it. <laughs> because not only is it a fun show and not only is the Karate Kid like a super big movie from my childhood, but also we know so many people who work on that show, yeah. like actors and like crew people and stuff. Mm-hmm. And and it's like, I don't know why, but we just got to it. And we watched the first two episodes and we we're like, this is fucking great. And then crickets. It's like I haven't it's not that I don't want to oh. watch it. I just like it's like I got distracted by other stuff. And, and we still and have not finished the second season of Barry. We haven't finished Barry. I haven't finished Mindhunter. Pen 15. Mm-hmm. Pen 15. No. I I am backlogged. I am so mm-hmm. fucking backlogged right now. No, I'm like, like, if someone's like, you have to start this show. I'm like, I can't. I can't. Because I'll. it's literally, it'll play while I get dressed in the morning. Like, while I'm working on my computer, I have to get all the way through. I am, like, the fuckboy of starting new television shows. <laughs> like, that is my identity. <laughs> I will start anything. I will watch the first episode of anything. Mm. Um, no. You know it's good. Like, not that Cobra Kai isn't good and not that Mindhunter is good. Those are all very good shows. But you know that it's got its claws in me when I don't bounce to another show. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, like, if it doesn't have its claws in me by episode four, then I just give up like i tried that no. with search that's par- exactly par- my number two party. four that's the magic number is four episodes yeah. have you guys nope. heard of search part yes party? i watched again i watched the first episode very I much enjoyed it plan to get four, back to it eventually i watched the first four episodes and i didn't care about the characters and okay. i was like i don't like there's no plot i don't know i will torture myself through the whole thing until it's finished that's admirable that is it's admirable. not it's a waste of time is what it is <laughs> but, but you're like, seeing I just, it through I are can't. you like Cartman who like when you start that song that he and he has to finish that song are you talking about ever... the journey song yeah sailing away. away yeah 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 and then I he has to finish doing the song. that is that like you Vanessa with films and tv shows with, and stuff? with yes mm-hmm. okay. if it's something I've started and it's like 
I don't care. It's horrible. It's awful. I want to, the only thing I can stop is if it's because I get super crazy motion sickness. If it's like one of those handy cam, hand cam. So basically anything from the early, basically can't. Anything from the early 2000s you can't watch. Nope. I didn't. I missed a whole stuff. Yeah. (laughs) I I missed a whole thing of films because of that. Oh, yeah. When I've got, lately I've gone back and I rewatched, I started rewatching a couple of things. I'm not currently watching. I just like bounced around a couple episodes again. Uh, but I was like, oh, I'm going to watch Fringe again or I'm going to watch Lost again. And I was, so I was watching some of that and I was like, damn, shaky camera was like, uh, it was Obvious. like a whole look in the early 2000s. It's like handheld, personally attacked. intensely handheld footage. And mm-hmm. I just intensely handheld, like very it's the worst. And I didn't even like realize it at the time. Like it, I didn't realize how until honestly, I was. I was watching Lost with my daughter and she was like, she was like, why is the camera shaking so much? Do the people <laughs> making this show not know how to hold a camera? And I was like, damn. Oh my god. That is a burn from a 10-year-old right there. Burn. Yeah. Wow, yeah. Charlotte. <laughs> uh, she's going to be like the Roger Ebert of her time. I love yeah, that. <laughs> so uh, now I kind of wish I had looked up what Robert Ebert, Roger Ebert said about this film, but shall we, uh, shall we talk about Clueless? Shall. Let's Let's us shall. Let's us shall. So before we get into the movie itself, I would like to go around and see from from each person, what was your experience with this movie prior to having to watch it for the show? Uh, Let's start with our special guest, uh, Vanessa. Me? Um, I know. I I mean, I must have seen it like in the 90s when it came out. And then, you know, in 95, Mm -hmm. I was 14. Okay. Oh, we were about the so, same age, yeah. Yeah, I was born in 81. Yeah. Um, but my age range is very wide. Don't judge me. <laughs> like, don't, she looks all very those, young. All those casting agents <laughs> listening to this. No! I, my age range. And in 1995, I was a fetus, if anyone asks. <laughs> no, but, um, you know, and then you would watch it, you know, pre-streaming whenever it would come on mm-hmm. cable a hundred times. Mm-hmm. But, like, that was it. I don't recall ever watching it again after high school-ish times. I I feel you on that. Um, okay, so saw when it came out, didn't really, hadn't really watched it again until now. So interesting. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to hear what your perspective on it as, as an adult woman is. Uh, Sarah, <laughs> what about you? So I saw this when this came out and I was seven. Um, and... Wow, you guys are young. Well, no. Are you talking to you guys? <laughs> Wait till you hear how old I was when this movie came out. <laughs> I, I'm old enough to know what Contempo Casual is because I shopped there. Okay, Sarah, um, please continue. So, yeah, I was I was seven and I saw it and I thought it was very fun. Um, I completely understood most of it for some re- re- reason. It's um, not terribly complex. I know. Well, I'm just saying there are some little things yeah. that um, that I, I, I noticed this time that I didn't before, but... Um, yeah, I, I think I saw it a few times as a kid and then a few times in high school. And then I don't think I've seen it since. So this was the first time I'd seen it since then. Wow. Okay. So it's been a long time for everybody. Uh, mm-hmm. I, too, saw this movie in high school. I It says 95. So I'm going to say I was probably a sophomore in high school, uh, possibly a junior. I guess it depends on when in 95 it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say I was a sophomore because I feel like this was before I started really hanging out with the theater kids. I think I went to see this with my pre-theater kid friends. 
Um, the faces of theater people. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, we hung out by the elevator, the whole thing. Um, all right. But but uh, so I was, you know, like 15 or so when this uh, when this came out. I remember going to see it in the movie theater. I don't remember much about it. I don't know who went with me. So if you went with me and it's I'm it's not you. It's this movie just was not that memorable for me. Um, and then honestly, I don't think I have watched this movie since I saw it in the movie theater in 1995. I think I might have seen this movie more than both of you then because I definitely I think have so, seen this movie probably. a bunch. It wasn't like here's how, when how, here's how I felt when I watched it at the age of 15. I was like, okay, that was entertaining. Mm-hmm. And then I promptly forgot about it. That was, I think, the general vibe that I felt after watching this film. And I can't say that my opinion of it has changed very much. Um, so it didn't hold as as well as, like, say, Illegally Blonde. I, I haven't it, seen it, that at all. I, I know we should do it on the show. I haven't seen yes. it. I've never yes. seen it. Oh my god. Um, I ra- although Reese Witherspoon did audition for the part of Cher. Really? In this movie. Yes, she was up for the part of Cher, as was Angelina Jolie, or she was oh. up for something in this movie. Um, although oh, I don't Amber. think she would have made a good Cher. Mm-hmm. Um. She Wait, there was somebody Amber. who was going to be Amber and couldn't get... Oh, Sarah Michelle Gellar had been cast as Amber, oh, but couldn't wow. get away from her soap schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, this was all stuff Must I was Must be tough. Of. Yeah, I know it's hard. The 90s <laughs> actresses. Diamond hard shoes are too tight. Working all the time. Um, Cruel Intentions. Now, that's a movie that I really liked. Um, all right. That's uh, our, film, uh, our experience with this film prior to the podcast, so let's get into talking about this movie. The house is a mess, Jack. You have been a total bitch ever since you came to New York. You seem sort of distant. Let's just do it, man. You look stupid and rich. Stupid and stupid and rich. Fascist. All right, let's get into it. Clueless, 1995, uh, written and directed by Amy Heckerling. This is actually mm-hmm. not our first Amy Heckerling movie that we've done on the show. Sarah, do you remember the other one that we did on the show? Fast Times at Richmond High. We did Fast Times at Richmond High, which I think in watching this now... I see a lot of comparisons yeah. to the style. Yes. Um, like, I feel like Fast Times at Ridgemont High was like this very um, uh, complexly flavored meal. And yeah. the, this film was like a like one of those. You remember in the 90s, they had those candies that it was like three packets of sugar and like a mm-hmm. sugar stick. And you would. Fun dip? Make, mm-hmm. Yeah, fun dip. It, this was yeah. like the fun dip in comparison to like the complexly flavored subtly subtle for your palate, you know, movie of fast times. And then this, this was had some cute stuff that was yeah. some surprise, surprisingly cute moments that I yes. hadn't seen before. Well, let's get into it. Um, Let's just dive right in. Sarah, what do you have on your list that you'd like to start with first? Wow. I couldn't even make a list of five things. I just kind of like wrote and done a bunch of stuff. I have 10 things. I have 11 things actually, but we probably won't get through all of them because you and I usually double up. So I guess the first thing I would like to bring up is that this is based on a Jane Austen novel Mm -hmm. called Emma. And I actually watched the the 96 version of Emma 
after this. You did. Oh, please, please yeah. do. Because I briefly read a Wikipedia article mainly to find out if the original Emma had Emma hooking up with her stepbrother at the end of the movie. But we'll get to that later. Um, so, Sarah, any observations in the because I, I don't know if you know this, but this movie came about because the studio asked Amy Heckerling to write a movie about teenagers. I guess they were like, let's go to the. You know, let's go to she made fast times. That was good. Let's get her to do another one. And so she really uh, loved the book, Emma. And so she Mm -hmm. decided to write something inspired by that. It's not a fully. uh, 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 What is the word I'm looking for? Like adapted. It's not adapted. It's not like sticking to it, but it's. um, Yeah. Loosely based. It's not loyal. Yeah, it's loosely based. Yeah. All right. So, Sarah, any observations you had about these two films or these two stories? Yeah, so the stories are basically the same. There are some different uh, characters. Like, there's a whole subplot in Emma where she uh, has a... There's a a woman who everyone kind of makes fun of, and -hmm. um, and she tries... Like, she she, she doesn't want to set her up. So, basically, Emma is a, a... a matchmaker but like mm-hmm. that she's like a self-described like she she doesn't have that job she just likes to to set up so do people come to her looking to match no me? no okay no. so she's just a fucking meddler. like share she's yeah. a meddler yes. like share is a meddler okay yes so there's this woman who like isn't popular and everyone kind of makes fun of her and emma instead of trying to help her makes fun fun of her and a sh- like embarrasses her and um <clears throat> And that's it's awful. Kind of sad. It's awful. Yeah. So that's not in this film. But but I feel like that's how she treats the skateboard guy. It is how she treats the whose name guy. is. I would like to point out his name is Travis Birkenstock. Travis. Birkenstock. I Travis missed that last name. Birkenstock is that guy's name. Nice. nice. Played yes, by I'm- permanent '90s skater boy <laughs> Breckenmeyer. But of course, like within the film, uh, 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 Emma, the way she takes this woman down is so like visceral and heartless and just really like, I mean, the way, the way Cher deals with Travis is like, that's Mm -hmm. fine. I mean, it's not fine, but it's like, who cares? Like, but in, yeah, that part in Emma, uh, but there is a part, uh, there is the character of uh, Ty Mm -hmm. in, in Emma. There's also the character of Mr. Elton. Yes. Who is Elton. Mm -hmm. Um, and Mr. Knightley mm-hmm. is Josh. Yes. Okay. All right. So they do. Yeah. So there's some crossover there. Um, I don't think there's that older couple, like the teachers, there's an, an exact comparison to them, maybe. Not an exact. But there is. There actually is a cu- 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 couple. The film begins with that she are, had already set them up. Oh, okay. But they're about that age. And she's at their, their wet, wedding at oh, the okay. top, top of the film. Oh, that's interesting. So that movie begins with a wedding. Does it end with a wedding as well? Like Mm -hmm. this one does? Okay. So it's like bookended by a wedding. Yeah. All right. Um, Any other, uh, any other things to compare about those two things? I mean, the things might come up, but for the, for the time being, yeah. Basics. All right. Mm -hmm. Good. Well, thank you for that. Cause I have not seen those again. Haven't seen Emma. I loved Emma as a kid. Like I, love the Gwyneth Paltrow Emma yes yes I love romance and even from a very young age I really like loved the way that the two characters got together at the end and it was like I didn't expect it because I was like well there's a new one as well right I haven't seen that one yet 
Um, all right. Well, the first thing I have on my list is that this movie is aggressively 90s. Like, yes. <laughs> like it's like the clothes, the like, I mean, the the mention of Contempo Casual. I was like, I yeah. can't believe they just name dropped Contempo Casual. All of the scenes in the mall. I was like, this was exactly my life in high school. There's mm-hmm. like, I, I have to say one of the things this movie does well is the little and, and I think Amy Heckerling is really great at this. The little jokes in the background where yeah. where you look in the background oh. and people have like Biore strips on yeah. their nose. Yeah. And like it's just like it, it's almost. But I again, I, I hate to compare it to Fast Times, but I can't avoid it. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like Fast Times worked in the culture of the time period in an organic way. And this one was like shoving it in my face constantly. Yeah. Like it was yeah. it was very like, how many more 90s jokes can I cram yeah. into here? It was like a bet. <laughs> yeah, it was like somebody made a bet. Like how many 90s jokes can, or how many 90s references can I cram yeah. into here? But and I, I don't- couldn't figure out if that was them pushing it in our face or if films back then were just very aggressively 90s because they were in the ni- ni- 90s. No, I and they think it was intentional. It. it felt intentional. It felt very. I thought. It was, I mean, I thought they did it almost to mock. Yes, I think it was meant to mock, but ah, yeah. but there was something about it that felt. I was very amused by it. it, it How can you mock but it was, the time period that you're in? That's well, what's hard about the, it. The Beverly Hills people of the yeah. '90s. Like how how would someone mock today? Oh, you know, just Zoom. the sadness, <laughs> uh, the sadness and crushing depression. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, the 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 fascism. I don't know. Take your pick. Yeah, sure. That's true. The the, 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 the it would be a very lot, lot it would be very free. dark. It would be an Ionesco kind of mocking, I think. Yeah, it wouldn't yeah. be a wouldn't be a I was, The reference that caught me off guard was guard was the Starbucks cups. There yeah, was they so had many, a, there was like, sn- was like Snickers and Hertz and uh Star Starbucks and uh, there so were many, tons. And, there were like some things that she said too. Like mm-hmm. I was like, uh, or where she said somebody's a boyfriend. Oh, oh, yeah. that that kind of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, it was just like I mean, the soundtrack is great. The soundtrack I mm-hmm. I thought was pretty bitching. No doubt. Uh, yeah. I mean, no, no doubt. No, no like doubt. Not, but also like no, no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> <laughs> um. Also the the lighting, everything. I mean, we've watched several mm-hmm. '90s films on the show, and it's like the nineties has a very particular look of film lighting, which is somewhere between realism and the very, uh, forced constructed lighting of say like the 1940s. Like it's very, like there's a lot of angelic hair light that doesn't seem to be motivated by any particular source. Um, anyway, I, 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 it's a, I, I think one of the things that amused me most was how 90s it was, but also I felt like it was really pushing it in my face in a way that I I don't know was as deftly handled as, as say, Fast Times at Richmond High. Yeah, and Fast Times was made in 83, I think, right? Yeah, somewhere 80, around there. Somewhere around there? It was yeah. early 80s, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I also think that's reflective of the time. Like, I think Fast Times was coming off of the seventies where you had filmmaking was a very serious business. And I think the nineties was this crazy cuckoo, you know, like America was rolling in its own riches and people were just throwing money at all kinds of things. And it's not like there was no poverty or sickness. There was certainly all of that, but like, it was like, don't look at that. Look at this flashy, 
you know, mini dress over here and let's go get our belly buttons pierced. And so it was just a very frivolous oh God, time. Do you have do you have a belly button piercing, Nicole? I didn't get no. a belly button piercing. I was not allowed to get one. Uh, I and uh, by the time I was old enough uh, to get my belly button pierced, it wasn't cool anymore. So I didn't do it. <laughs> okay. That's interesting because I have a friend who got her belly button pierced when she was 16 and she's definitely old, old not older, young, 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 younger than you. So I think even in like 2006, it was still like. Yeah, cool, I, I, I had multiple ear piercings, although my ears get infected very easily. So I can't they're all mm. I can't put earrings in my ears. So like the minute I put them in there, they begin to burn and, and pus over. <laughs> Uh, lovely That's yeah, I had a, I know, I right? so imagine that but in my belly button <laughs> huh you had nose rings I had an, an, a one nose ring for two years oh that's hot it, I, wish it I, was I always hot. wanted a eyebrow piercing that's what I really my wanted had one. but then I someone al- told me that if you, if they do it wrong your whole side of your face will go numb and I don't know if somebody just said that to like make me not do it because they were trying to manipulate me or if that's a true thing but then I was like well shit I don't want Half I almost got my down. lip. I, yeah. I almost got a lip. Yeah. Ooh, I think you'd look amazing in a lip piercing. Oh, yeah. thanks. You still could, Sarah. No, I'm done with the pier- piercing <laughs> stage of my life. Uh, all right, Sarah, what do you got next on your list? Okay. So, uh, again, I just wrote down, like, way too much stuff, but I'll just pick a few. Um, so, the it starts off with all these shots, you know, of, like, the ni- 90s. But then yes. it, we see all her she and has- her friends, and they're, like, you know, I th- it was it Kids in America that was playing? Yes. Yeah. Like a music yeah. video almost. It was very music so video. So, the app, do you call it an app? I don't know, back then, what would you call it? Um, where she picked out her clothes? Like, her, her I picked out her so I want it so bad. Oh my god! So bad. When I saw that in the movie theater, yes, I was like, "I yes. want that." Like, I'd still, yes, I still, I yes. still want it now. I still want it. Yeah. yeah. And I could, could seriously, you, 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 you use it with the clothes. I, have. I think you could. I think you could. Somebody needs to get off. Someone so designed this for me. Somebody surely Someone must has have it. designed that by now. Yeah. You would think. Um, for sure. Yeah, that was fucking awesome. So that was just small. Um, and then. I guess could we talk introduce the the characters? Oh, absolutely. Let's like who the characters are. So there's Cher, mm-hmm. played by is, Alicia Silverstone. Mm-hmm. There's Dion. Uh, um, yep. Her BFF. Stayed by played by Stacey Dash. Murray. Murray. Donald Faison. Faison. Yeah, from Scrubs. Didn't Scrubs. remember I loved him. him on Scrubs. Didn't remember him being in this movie, and then I was like, yeah. oh. Um, Josh. Who is uh, Cher's step bra- bra- brother? Step, step. <laughs> I know, I know, step brother. Either they weren't like still step technically. Yeah, and they the didn't. They had they had lived I'll, together. I'll reserve my feelings about that until we get to the end. But it, ew, that's all I'll say about that. Uh, Paul Rudd looking like okay. Paul Rudd, first of all, who look who must be immortal. Yeah. He's immortal uh, because he seems he looks very young even still. But he, there was so first of all, this is his second movie role. His first really? movie role was in Halloween Part Six. Wow! And uh, this movie actually came out because that movie was plagued by so many problems in the edit that that movie actually got released second. So this movie was released first. And then that movie was released second, though he shot so Halloween this is his 6 film first. debut. This was to the public his film debut, yes. Wow. Uh, 
I found him to, I think it's really interesting to see someone like Paul Rudd and his early career here. And then where he is now, I feel like he was like, not Paul Rudd in this movie. Like he seemed like he was trying to fit into some kind of leading man box, but then he hadn't really relaxed into what makes him charming. And so that was kind of weird. He wasn't, he wasn't fully Paul Rudd. Yeah. But he was was still adorable. Yes. He was adorable, but he was like, I would say it was like a 70, 75% Paul Rudd, maybe. I remember when he I was still loading. He was still loading. He oh hadn't finished loading yet. By the time I saw Friends, and he was a recurring character on Friends. So by the time I saw Friends in high school, I had forgotten that I had already seen him as a child in Clue, Clue, Clueless. And so like, yeah, I think I re-discovered that Paul Rudd was in Clueless like after high, high, high school. Uh, yeah. So Paul Rudd, charming, plays her stepbrother. Uh, their parents are not married anymore, but dad mm-hmm. still spends time with him because he says you don't divorce your son. Just I that was sweet. It is sweet. And I'd love to know what his dad, I'm, I'd love to know what their dad thinks about the relationship, but we don't get that information. Do yeah. we? At the, end of the movie. Yeah. But anyway, we'll get, he doesn't seem we'll very get, involved. Yeah, yeah. but <laughs> Uh, anyway so Paul Rudd is her stepbrother ew but we'll continue we'll we'll get back to that Uh, and then we have uh, who else well there's Ty Ty Brittany Murphy who Mm. is just spectacular I just love her in this movie like she's so funny and charming and I found myself just really missing her I just felt so sorry for her like her character just seems so pathetic really that's funny that you think that I actually found her to be the opposite I found her to be the most real and sure of herself character of all of them until Cher starts meddling with her and then at the end it felt like she kind of got back to herself a little bit in the middle there she kind of lost herself in whatever mold that Cher was trying to create of her but I felt like when she arrived she was just like I'm here and I'm pretty cool with myself already. And I liked that about her. And I actually felt like Cher's meddling hampered that a bit. Yeah, no, Cher shouldn't have meddled with her for sure. Like she should have started off with Travis. Like she had had wanted to. I don't know. I just didn't like her character. You didn't like Brittany Murphy's character. I liked her. I would have. She, I found her to be relatable. She seemed, uh, you know, I thought she was adorable and relatable. I thought, and she was like authentically awkward, and yeah. it was like she felt out of sorts, but yeah. not an actor out oh, of sorts. I, but I just think like, like Brittany Murphy did thing. a great job with the character. I'm just saying, like, it's not that I didn't like Brittany Murphy; it's that I just sure, sure, sure. didn't like the the char- character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she kind of just went along with whatever Cher told her to do, and kind of but- let herself. Isn't that one, high school? Isn't that high, high school? school. If, right. Like the popular girl takes an interest in you, in you as a project. You're just going to let her just yeah. shape her, you and her image, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I, nobody That was never something I had to worry about. So I don't know how I would have reacted in that situation. Yeah. Well, and I think there's an authenticity to the, the idea that we all uh, like 
aren't fully aware of who we are and what our, and so letting someone take us and mold us and finding, like showing us that we can look really cute in these clothes that maybe we wouldn't have worn before. There's, Mm -hmm. there is some of that, that I, I mean, it's very true. I mean, even as an adult, sometimes I'll still like be like, oh, you want me to wear this? I do look cute. Oh my God. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I, I, and I think that, um, people, take on this sort of hive persona like as you go from social group to social group like you kind of take on the mannerisms and catchphrases and maybe even like the interests of people around you and so that is something that occurs naturally but I think it's heightened in high school where Mm -hmm. you feel like you have to put on this costume of whatever group you're in and I do think this movie does a good job of showing that each group in the school has a costume and that that people get put in these boxes and Mm -hmm. it's not a movie where all the boxes coexist peacefully with each other, which I feel is pretty true. At least in my experience to what high school life was like everybody in the lunchroom had a specific place that they sat. Everybody in the morning had us, there was like this open sort of lobby area where all the kids would hang out before school started and everybody, all the groups had their own place that they hung out in and you didn't mix unless you were one of those that bounced between groups and there were a couple people like that. And it's like the seniors had a special spot and if you were a freshman, you didn't even get into the atrium at all. Like you had to stand somewhere outside on the periphery, you know, unless you got in with one of the, like if you were a, if you had a brother or a sister in the theater kids who hung out by the elevator, then you could go hang out by the elevator because your brother was over there. Anyway, it was like this whole fucking weird territorial ants in an anthill kind of situation. Uh, and I do think the movie did a really good job of showing that. Yeah. Well, and not only with the kids, though, the adults, too, which I thought was interesting because it's like, yeah. yeah, we don't really change. Yeah. I mean, I, I've come to the point where it's like, oh, we don't change much. Like, yeah. that's really no. disappointing. And walk, <laughs> and walk as adults, we're not. Walk onto a set, it's the same thing. At lunchtime, Mm -hmm. all the grips sit together, you know, talent sits together. Like, it's, you know, unless you're on one of our sets where I think it's a little bit more like, you know, we're all friends. But if you go to a big set, like, everybody sits in their own little boxes, you know. Yep. You were going to say, Sarah? I forget. I don't think I was going to say anything important. Um (laughs) It has lost a time. As if. As if. Whatever. <laughs> I know. Like, I that know where the boy comes up to her and she shoves his face away. Yes. That, that, was, that was pretty good. That was great. That was great. Um, I would like to talk about Cher's relationship with her dad. Okay. Um, so mom died when she was a baby from a tragic liposuction accident. Oh, I missed the, 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 the liposuction <laughs> part of it. Uh, and so Cher seems to have taken on the role of his wife. Maybe, yeah. She, like, yeah. makes him She food. takes care of... She takes yeah. care of him. Well, I think that if y- you, you need to take care of someone, you take care of them. Like, if my dad... If my mom died and my dad needed someone to help him, like I would help him. Sure. I just have a big problem with a grown man referring to him, like a grown man referring to his almost grown daughter. Like he refers to himself as daddy. I just don't, I don't like it. Their relationship. He referred to himself as daddy? Yes. They were talking about something and he referred to himself as daddy. Like she called him daddy throughout. Yeah, yeah. Which again, Mm -hmm. 
I mean, even my 10-year-old calls Chris dad. Like, she even, like, I don't think my kids have called him daddy since they were toddlers. I still call my dad dad, 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 God, I can't say it, daddy. No, that's okay. But does your dad then in turn say, daddy, <laughs> daddy, loves daddy you. would, no, daddy would like some more coffee, Sarah. Can you get daddy some more coffee? No. Right? It's Icky. Yeah, that's gross. It's yeah, look, and I don't want to kink shame, okay? Because if you're if there's somebody out there who likes to call your man daddy, fucking do it. But like daddies and dot like actual daddies and daughters, if you're a grown man referring to yourself to your almost adult daughter as daddy, I'm upset. I'm upset. <laughs> and I found myself a little upset about their relationship. Like I was just like, I was a little creeped out. Like it seemed like he was relying on her too much to as like a replacement for his wife. I'm not implying that there was anything sexual going on. Don't mistake me there, but just like the way she taught, they talked to each. I don't know. It yeah. wasn't, it was weird. I, I it yeah. was weird. And it creeps me out. That's what I'll say. Yeah. I didn't think her, I mean, I think it seemed, I don't know if maybe because of I'm a type a and the oldest child of four that it seemed like that's kind of how I feel like it would go. Okay, like, maybe that's like, maybe that's like, all right. Yeah, it didn't creep creep me out. Um, no, I wouldn't say it did. I need to be taken. I feel like I, as the child, I am the one who gets taken care of. I'm not like I. I yes. I don't think it's the most healthy way for a child to go be raised, but she seemed pretty self-reliant and yeah. all that stuff. And I think, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I didn't, I wasn't particularly creeped yeah. out that she took I, on I that, like that like, protective role. Yeah. I think well, that she me, liked it. Yeah, she did. She did. like. Well, I mean, she had a caretaker role amongst all of her friends as well. I feel like, mm-hmm. and uh, that was a, I think that played into the matchmaker thing. It was just yeah. something about their relation I don't know if it was the chemistry yeah. between the actors but there was something about it that just I didn't like also can can someone can you guys answer for me why are teenagers helping with this multi-million dollar lawsuit no idea is that even because legally <laughs> if interns right I mean, are they be- the, like, like what, like at the end when that guy's yelling at them and he's like, yeah. you guys fuck this up. And I'm like, she's like 16. Like, yeah. Is it even legal for her to be reading these briefs? I don't right. understand. Why is, why is Josh even there? Like, yeah, it, they never once said that he was going to school to be a lawyer. All we got was, no, yes, they did. They and, did. They? And, and environment- yeah, he wants to be an environmental lawyer. Mental law. Okay. All yeah. right. Well, that yeah. makes a little bit more sense. But then why is Cher helping out with the legal cases on? I just don't get it. I'm confused. Yeah, that was confusing for sure. All right. I just had to get that off my chest because I know. <laughs> please. And at the end, we were, so I watched this movie with my husband, Chris, who has never listened to this podcast in the four years <laughs> I think you could make like a like a a montage of every every time you said that. My husband Chris, who's never listened to this podcast in the four years that we've been doing it and never will, watch this movie with us or with me. And at the end, the only thing he had to say was, "What about the multi million dollar law case?" That seemed <laughs> at the time. What happened? Did they get the briefs back in order? It was in advice. I know. I know. <laughs> 
Oh God! All right, Sarah, what do you got on your list? Um, so uh, I just like this line. This is not something we need to discuss. I'm just gonna say say the line because I find Please it fun. Please do hit me with funny. it. So grades were being passed out in this class, mm-hmm. and tra- tra- Travis went to climb up to the win- 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 window, <laughs> and Mr. Hall was like. Could the suicide attempts please be postponed to the next period? <laughs> there were some really good lines Amy. in this movie. Like yeah. Amy Heckerling yeah. is a good writer. Her writing is very snappy. I know I'm like yeah. ragging on this movie a bit. It's still a very well-made film. I don't, obviously I don't love it as much as Fast Times, but um, I, the writing is still quite good. Uh, which movie do you like more? This one or Fast Times? I don't know it's if it's clear. clear. It hasn't I, been clear. I think it's very clear. <laughs> Uh, I would like to throw out a line as well. There's a line at the beginning of the movie where she says, high school boys are like dogs. Mm -hmm. She says, you have to care for them. You have to feed them. You have to wash them. And it's just not worth it. (laughs) Um, What do you guys think of that? Agree agree with that, Nicole? I don't think it extends to just high school boys. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's what I would say. I think boys and men in general. Is there a kitty? Yes. Oh, the kitty wants to be on the show. Let's see the How kitty. How get in here? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, so cute. She's a little... Oh, oh hi, sweetie. Hi. What do you think about Clueless? Did you watch it? She slept. She, she slept through it. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. Can you stop being a little so beautiful? Lo- she's so beautiful fuzzy. Kitty. Yeah, I'm not used to um, pretty animals. I usually like junkyard looking animals. So it was weird. It was weird getting her. It's like, you're too pretty. Like, I don't know. I feel like I'm competing oh. with you. Um, you have one chance. If you meow, you're out. All right. So moving on. Let's see. Uh, I would. Oh, wait. Oh, sorry. Yeah. The, no. li- the different yeah. lines. Yes, please. Yes. Um, I didn't write it down, so I may not quote it exactly, but when she talks about how she hasn't had sex and she was like, you know how picky I am about shoes. Oh my and God. Just go on my yeah. That's, exa- that's yeah. the exact line. I wrote that one down too. That was a really great line as well. You know. Also, boink fest. Yes. <laughs> chin pubes. Can we chin- bring back boink fest? Can we talk about Paul Rudd's chin pubes and how they were only in one scene? Like, yes. why did he have a goatee, but just in that one scene? Yeah, like that was certainly a blast. Well, because she called it she called it chin pubes, and I think oh, he was like, "I'm gonna get, I, I'm gonna get rid, rid, rid of this." Okay, well, thank God. You know, Chris, my husband who's never listened to this podcast, Chris had <laughs> that very goatee look. Had for, it. Yes, he had that, and it wasn't even the '90s. This was like early 2000s. I'd say he had that look for maybe five years. But his wow. didn't look like chin pubes. It just looked like a goatee. Yeah, like Paul Paul Rudd's. His didn't look like chin pubes. You're right. I didn't care for it. I don't care for goatees. I don't think we need to bring that facial hair back. I think that's good. I think we've done it. That in the past. Mustaches, goatees. No, thank you. I like a mustache. No. No? I don't like a mustache. I mean, I prefer like. but I also like a mustache on the... Have you seen Adam Driver with a mustache, though? You don't like it? I don't like mustaches. There's no one that looks good in a mustache except... For Daker Montgomery. Oh my God, Daker Montgomery in a mustache. Hold me back. Hold me. I need to find this. Hold me back and strap me down. Daker Montgomery, (laughs) only man that should ever wear a mustache or a mullet. Because mustaches ended with him. Like they just ended with him. All right, that's but that's not what the show's about. Okay, Uh, (laughs) moving on. 
Uh, gosh, what should we talk about next? I do want to ask this question. Is Cher a good friend? Is she a good friend? You don't think so? I would not want, her, I would not want to be friends with her. Okay. State your case. Okay. <laughs> so she gets... Like I'm, I'm okay with someone being in my business, but I feel like she makes, she has poor judgment, As and most so she, do. she does not listen to what someone needs, what mm-hmm. they personally need. She listens to what she needs, what she wants, what she, her idea of what how things should be, and it just ends up being selfish. And but she admits it by by by, by the end, and she does um, improve. But throughout the film, I I did feel like I would not want her in my life. Fair. Vanessa? Uh, I probably wouldn't be friends with her, but I do think she, just like any of us, had good and bad moments. Um, Mm -hmm. I thought she was, she she did meddle a lot, but I think in the end, when push came to shove, she kind of ended being more supportive then. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't recall her being too judgy in the movie all the time I mean, there were moments with travis, travis. travis. Mm-hmm. but she kind of redeemed like she kind of realized yeah. well after he started the 12-step program for yeah. a week <laughs> okay for, you know what yeah. well who knows what else sure. yeah it's true um and the whole elton thing too i yeah. want to put a pin in that i do want to get to elton because i have some thoughts mm-hmm. about that i think her intentions were good which isn't necessarily an excuse but overall i think she it seems like she would grow into a better friend. She would grow into a better friend. She had yeah. the potential of good friend. Yes. yes. I would not want, want to be her friend in high school, but maybe in like 10 years I could talk to her. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, I'd argue that for a high school girl, she was pr- a pretty good friend. Yes, she was a meddler. That was definitely. Yeah. But like, if you look at her relationship with Dion, Dion had this stupid bumbling boyfriend who just couldn't get his shit together and never once did Cher try to get in between them or judge her for going back to him. She just kind of let it play out and found ways to appreciate the things that were good about them together. She just kind of let Dion make her own choices. And I think she would have been there to be supportive if Dion needed her. Um, She was, you know, as far as her relationship with Ty, I think that, I think that popular girls are like, there wasn't all this mean girl competition in this movie that there is in a lot of other movies about teenage girls. And so she, it, 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 she didn't even take a second to think about whether or not she wanted to talk to the new girl who everybody else was making fun of. She just like welcomed her into the group. Yes. She kind of made her project and kind of tried to make her like her, but then as Ty eventually kind of evened out. And even when she got jealous of Ty, she didn't really take that out on her. Mm-hmm. Which I think you could see that in a different movie That's where true. she's going to take that out on her. She didn't. She did. They did have an argument, but it was, but it also ended with Ty saying something really cruel to her. Yeah. Which she was very honest about saying like, that really hurts me. And then they made up. Honestly, I think shares a pretty, like for a teenage girl who's pretty vapid, she's a pretty good friend. I'd say. And with Ty, like, she never... Ty was obviously super awkward and, you know, getting hit in the face with shoes and, you know, whatever. She never, like, distanced herself from... No, she never... Ty's embarrassment. You know what I mean? She was like, oh, I don't know her. in her place generally as a 
popular girl, I guess. She was never really threatened. Yeah. She her and Amber were pretty awful to each other, but Yeah. Right. Um and I do think that even though she was trying to manipulate those older folks older folks are not treated very nicely in this movie i'm i bet those people those people are very close to my age would she say that her our debate her teacher was like 47 or 48 and i'm like that's like not that's like eight years older than me like i am closer in age to him than i am to her um but she they she seemed genuinely happy to see them you know make a love connection so i don't know i'd i'd say that while some of her ideas were misguided, ultimately, I think she treated people c- with kindness. Welcome to Plug It Up. This is the part of the show where we talk about all the fun things that we're doing and all the th- fun things that our guests are doing. Let's start with Vanessa. Vanessa, what would you like to plug? Um, well, I believe we're recording Critical Crop Top uh, Sketch Comedy, the one I'm in. We are. Coming up. We are. So that's fun. Yeah. Um, and then on a personal level, I'm just completely redoing all my website and social media stuff. Nice. So hopefully, maybe not by the time this airs, but sh- very shortly after. Um, so Vanessa Aranegi, which is going to be all my acting, assistant directing voiceover type stuff is going to be up nice and then also my new um company that i created earlier this year right before covid you know perfect timing (laughs) we'll be getting back Um, to it (laughs) uh cracked halo creative um and that's where i'm going to be kind of focusing on my acting coaching stuff um my creative project management things which i actually just did a the photo shoot series which is very um, cool is there a hashtag or something people can find that on instagram because those photos are very awesome they were so cool um well his the photographer's website is electric boudoir Mm -hmm. um so you can check that out on instagram and then um yeah i'm just building that up doing a little bit of studio rental stuff so putting all that together so my websites and all that are should be up to date very soon if not already by the time this airs. And where can we follow your um your uh, creative consulting business? I'm sorry if I missed that. It's going to be yeah, under Crack Halo Creative. Right. So, um, and on, everything's going to be on, there. on is it on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the things? It'll be on all the things. Excellent. And I might even actually use the Twitter accounts soon. I know it I can be hard. Twitter. <laughs> it's hard to bounce hard. around. I don't know. I've been on Twitter a lot during the pandemic. I like, suddenly, yeah. I found a sudden interest in Twitter. It's now I'm on there all the time. Um, okay, thank you, Vanessa. Very exciting. Thank you. Uh, so check all that stuff out. Um, I would like to plug. Uh, let's talk about that web show that Vanessa is going to be yeah. in with us. The Critical Crop Top Sketch Comedy Web Show. Um, we are shooting it now. We're shooting it virtually. All virtual, all over Zoom, and brand new sketches. Those are going to be released on our YouTube channel. So, of course, Critical Crop Top is the production company that produces this podcast, as well as, uh, you know, films and sketch shows and things like that. So you can find Critical Crop Top Sketch Comedy Web Show on uh, our YouTube channel, uh, which is just Critical Crop Top, or uh, on the social medias at Critical Crop Top on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're also releasing... Uh, our old sketches from the uh, from the live shows, which Vanessa is in many of those as well, and has also written some of those. So go check those yeah. out. Uh, I think Welcome to Thirty is already on the uh, YouTube channel, mm-hmm. so you can go you could go check that out. 
uh, which is was written by Vanessa. And uh, I'd also like to plug our other podcast, the Adam and Andy podcast, uh, where Sarah and I only watch Adam Driver and Andy Saber. <laughs> and we just watched The Dead Don't Die, which uh, by the time this show comes out will already be out. So uh, you can check that out on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, all the same places you can get this show. And you can uh, follow us on uh, Facebook and Instagram at Adam and Andy Podcast or on Twitter at Adam Andy Pod. Uh, also, uh, we'd like to hear what you think about Clueless. Uh, what were your favorite lines? Um, what do you think about brother sister relationships? <laughs> uh, what's your take on incest? What's your take on incest by marriage? Um, so please uh, reach out to us, tweet at us, tell us what you think. Uh, you can find our show, The Feminine Mistake Podcast on uh, Facebook and Instagram at Feminine Mistake Pod and on Twitter at Fem Mistake Pod. And those are the things and the places and the things. Nicole is such a <laughs> pro at throwing all those. Those uh, just, I'm just I'm the, tossing yeah. out the handles. I'm tossing out the handles. Yes. Um, all right. Well, uh, Vanessa, it has been lovely to have you on the show to talk about Clueless. Thank you. It's been fun. Uh, this is just but one part of a two part discussion. So be sure to come back uh, and for the second part. Part two, the exciting conclusion to Clueless. I'm going to go put on some Biore strips. I don't know about you ladies, but I'm going to go put on some Biore strips. <laughs> they weren't Biore. They were the nose job bandages. Oh, is that what that was? I thought they were <laughs> yeah. strips. I was like, how 90s is that? Nose job bandages. Yes. Yeah. Well, there was one chick 90s. that had bandages on her chin. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I won't be getting plastic surgery between now and the next show, but I will be uh, drinking. I will be eating some Mentos. And wearing my high-waisted uh, corduroy jeans, and we'll uh, we'll ta- we'll we'll hear you'll hear us next week. Uh, no, you won't. You'll hear us in two weeks. <laughs> you'll hear us when you hear, hear us. us. You call, don't call us. We'll call you. Uh, and so come back and join us then. Rolling right. with the homies. <laughs> <laughs>